Welcome to the Vision Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and everything happening at Vision, visit us online at visionnwa.com. Father God, we just thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we pray and ask for your anointing. Lord, we thank you that you're a good, good father. Lord, that you meet every need, that you help us walk through every situation, every circumstance. Nothing takes you by surprise. And we're so thankful, Lord, that we have you and that we can, that we can walk out this thing with you, knowing that you're leading us and guiding us and directing us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, take a moment and greet the person next to you. If they're your family member, you might need to look in the mirror and say, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. You're looking good today. Oh, you're looking good too. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm so excited to have my wife with me. Nicole, what a blessing. She's been in my life and 27 years of serving God, living life together, yeah. journeying together. Yeah. And uh, so we want to thank you though. And we wanted to take a moment to thank you for continuing the giving that you've been doing and the way you've been sewing online and, and, and uh, sending checks to the post office box. We're just so grateful because we know what a precious gift that is. You know, it's one thing to give whenever, you know, everything is going well and you don't have any concerns about anything, but it's another thing. It's a more sacrificial gift and a more precious gift when you give in times like this where there's uncertainty and you don't know, maybe you're looking for a job right now and you're sowing seed in faith. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to pray for you, you know, for that, for that purpose. I felt like I wanted Nicole and I to just pray over you that, that you would continue to be blessed because the seed that you sow in precious times, it's gonna come back to you in a greater harvest. So, Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, Lord, as people sow. Lord, that you are causing their needs to be met. I thank you there's no worry, there's no concern, because the greater one is living on the inside of us. And we're thankful that you're taking care of everything and that all of our needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And it's also a good time to get into your word and find scriptures on provision, protection over your things and provision uh, for everything that you have need of. And so I know that um, every day we've been going through Psalms 91 and God has me going through a different translation every day and I'm typing it out. And uh, just this morning I did Psalms 91 in uh, the Amplified and specifically it talked about protection and provision in the service, in the obedience and our service. Mm. And so Becca was in the room that's with me good. too and she was talking about, wow, that's linked to obedience and our acts of service. And I was just like, that's our God. So it was just, it was just an encouragement. And since, since, since we we're talking about giving, we pray a blessing over all of your gifts, everything, yeah. all of your seeds, but, but you need to be proactive in getting in your word and finding those scriptures all about provision and how that he provides all of our needs. Yeah and that through our obedience and our active service, he's got us. Yeah. We're covered. You know, uh, I had Zach do that song, You're, You're a Good, Good Father. And I, you know, I just love that song. Chris Tomlin did a, did a great job writing that song. Um, but that is so key. Us knowing that our father is a good, good father is key to us to be able to believe him in faith for things. And, and I think sometimes, especially if somebody had a father, 
that abandoned them, a father that hurt them, a father that caused pain and hurt in their life, it makes it difficult for them to understand or know that they have a good, good father that loves them. Well, I had an amazing, I have an amazing father. I've got a good, good earthly daddy. I just talked to him this morning. He, because today, um, is his, I won't give the date because this will be aired on a different day, but today is his spiritual birthday. Yeah. And so I called him up and I said, happy birthday, dad. His natural birthday is in January, but his spiritual birthday is today. And so he was just really thankful that I called him up. But, but I have only wonderful memories of my father. So this message today is for those of us who have had amazing fathers who we can also see our Heavenly Father through our, our earthly, natural Father. But this is also for every, anyone who's, who's watching today and listening today, who when they hear the word Father, they have a problem with that word. They have a, heart, a, a, a brokenness in their heart. They've got an anger. They've got a sadness. They've got a, a, an emptiness in their heart when, that, when they don't even want to hear the word Father. This is for you. So listen up, turn yeah. us up, don't turn us off. Turn, tune in to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart today because today is your day of healing. Today is your day to become whole in God and to receive everything God has for you because regardless of your memories, regardless of what you've lacked in your life, God is a good, good Father. And that's our story, and we're sticking with it because that's what it says right here in His Word. Yeah, well, let me back that up with the Scripture. Luke 18, verse 19, Jesus was, uh, a man came to him and he said, Good teacher, you know, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus' response is interesting. He said, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. Yeah. So God is a good, good Father. So, so I wanted to bring up some things that our Father God, our good, good Father is. One is our good, good father is uh, God is the is only good. Mm. He's only good. Yeah. There's no bad in him. Right. John 10, 10, Jesus said, it's the thief. I'll read it to you out of the Passion Translation. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullest, uh, until it overflows. So, I mean, the definition, the simple definition that Jesus gives here is that God is good and Satan is bad. bad. And there's no good in Satan. No. So there's only good in God and there's only bad in Satan. It's when we get it mixed up because we're so earthly minded, we're, we, we just see people. Because I'm not all good. I've got some things right. I'm working on in my life. When, whenever somebody texts me and they go, you're awesome. My reply has been like, well, God is awesome. I'm working on pretty good. <laughs> I'm working on my goodness here on this earth. But we have to remember that God is only good. There's no darkness in him. There's yeah. no badness to him whatsoever. And the enemy, the, the devil, Satan, there's no good in him. Right, right. And so that brings me to number two. God has no equal. Mm. You know, sometimes we look at Satan and, you know, I mean, he tries his best through smoke and mirrors to get people to think that he's some kind of equivalent to God. But he's not. Mm -mm. He's a fallen being. And, and he, was a, he was an angel when he was serving God. He well, wasn't an equal to him. How can he be equal to God if God created Lucifer? Lucifer was, was the, the beautiful angel in heaven. He was the, the, the musician. And so if he's a created being, how could he be equal to his creator? Mm. 
No. You can't. And so his power is nowhere near equal to God's. Right. He wishes he was. So let's read this in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 9. It says in the Passion Translation. Wait a minute. Those of us who are turning our Bibles here. Okay, I'm ready. I'm there. I'm oh, yeah. There. Okay, good. She's there. No, verse 9. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for him for food a plate of rocks instead? Or when he was asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? If you, imperfect as you are, which you just mentioned. That's me. Know, yeah. know, how, me too, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best. How much more ready is your heavenly father to give you wonderful gifts to those who asked him? So that brings me to number three. God only knows how to give good gifts. And that's what you are to me. Aww. He gave you, he gave me good gifts when he gave you me, our children, the things that God's given us. Now we can step out of his perfect will and we, we receive um, uh, artificial gifts right. that, that don't last, that they may look good on the outside. Sure. And I, I mean, I was in a relationship one time and it looked good but it ended up being artificial. It had an expiration date and it started stinking after a certain amount of time. But I realized that when, that I was, I was seeking that, Yeah. you know, but when I started seeking God, God gave good gifts to me. So that was a little side note. Wow, there. wow, wow. But surprised. this is important to know because you <laughs> want to have confidence when you pray, confidence in the good, good father that he's going to take care of you and meet your needs. And then 1 John 5, 14 and 15, this is one of my favorite scriptures related to that. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, that's key, mm -hmm. according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So that, it's important though to, me, to ask. To me, that talks, that, 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 ha that reeks of you knowing what God's will is. You're talking about it. It's not a surprise. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about girls, if he ever pops the question and you're shocked that he wants to marry you. Um, you didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. He popped the question. No, no, no. That's not the right time to say yes. You don't say yes to a surprise like that. Now, how he pops the question is the surprise. But you should have already been talking about marriage. You should already be talking about, hey, that's why when somebody's having a birthday or Christmas coming up, you're talking about, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Hey, what are you believing for for your birthday? And so when things happen, um, it's not, I mean, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing when it happens, but you know it's according to that person's will. You were believing for a bicycle yeah. to, to cycle. Uh, we, we gave all of our bikes away when we went on the road because we weren't going to store something indefinitely. Right. We God provided them. He'll provide when we need them. So people knew you were believing God for a bicycle. And so your birthday came around. So what did people, they knew your will. Yeah. They knew sure. where to give towards that. And so when that gift came to you, you asked and bam, it came. And so it wasn't a surprise. I so, asked God. I didn't ask the people, right, by the way. Right. right. You asked clarify. God. And, but my point in, in this, in, to, to equate that to this is you're so close to God. Yeah. You know what his will is. His will is divine health. Yeah. 
His will is for that, that, that no one should perish, but that everyone should know him and say yes to him. So we pray for salvation for every single person. We pray for health and wholeness in, in marriages because yeah. we know that's God's will. So we pray according to his will. We pray knowing what God wants to happen on this earth as it is in heaven. Right. So we know how to pray. Yeah. And so God can then answer those prayers according yeah. to his will. It's not yeah. a surprise. Because when you're a child of God and you find a promise that God said in his word, you have every right as that child to ask for it. And if you don't know his will, that's when you pray in the spirit. Because the spirit who prays through you prays the perfect will of God. And that's number four, that we have confidence in our prayers when we ask according to his will. Now, think about... Numbers 23, verse 19 for a moment, because that's an important verse. Numbers 23, 19, because, you know, some people, will I ask for this? And, you know, they, they have difficulty trusting God, like maybe what you talked about, that uh, people that didn't trust their natural father, father, it's more difficult for them to trust God. Well, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind or that he should repent. So God always tells the truth. That's the only thing he knows how to talk about. And the only thing he knows to say is to speak what the truth is. Joshua 21, 45, this is another verse I love. He said, it says, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord spoke to the house of Israel. Yeah. All came to pass. Isn't that good news? That word all really stands out to me. That everything that God said came to pass. But as a, as a child of God, it's my responsibility to read what he said and to take it and choose to believe it. Yeah. Choose to believe what he said. And, and my, my version says, um, I'm, I'm reading out of the, uh, the New Living. It says, not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel wow. was left unfulfilled. That's so good. Everything he had spoken came true. Find the promises of God. You don't need my word on a situation. Right. You need God's word on a situation. Yeah. And, and, and all of his promises are yes and amen. And, and with that, the next, this is a great verse too. Isaiah 55, 11 is God, God said, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So when mm -hmm. God speaks, things happen. I mean, we saw that all through Genesis. He created everything with the words of his mouth. And God said, and God said. And God is still speaking, only now he speaks through his word, through us, through those who believe yeah. and yeah. speak. I believe, and therefore I speak. speak. I say it mm -hmm. out of my mouth. So that brings me to number five. If God said it, you can count on it. That sounds like a good father. There's been many times when my father has said something and he's come, he's come through to it. I remember on a personal note, um, our kids came to us when they were 9, 10, 11 years old or even younger, and they really wanted to go to Walt Disney World. Yeah. And because they had heard us talk about we went on our, on our wedding uh, honeymoon. Uh, honeymoon. And um, back in 92, and we were like, oh, it was great, but you know, it cost a little, little to ching to go there. It cost a little bit of change. And so we kind of put them off. We were like, well, you know, on our 20th, we'll take you guys on our 20th, you know, thinking that's way down the road. Well, come, come year 18 and a half, 19, we're like, okay, we said this. Yeah. And we need to make so this happen. So we need happen. to make it good on it. Yeah. So we went to our good, good father, you know, <laughs> and we're like, okay, God, how are we going to do this? And I tell you, 
miracle after miracle happened and above and beyond our natural budget money came in now we were we were we were we were diligent we were diligent to do little side jobs back and i would babysit zach sold some things that he had i mean we were giving things we were doing yeah. things sewing things giving to and it was just amazing well on our 20th anniversary we took our kids God took our whole family to Walt Disney World. Yeah. And we were, right before we were getting ready to go, I, we, we looked at each other and we said, because we were still in the teaching, training, parenting stage, you know, but we were like, what's it gonna feel like? Are you ready to say yes to everything, everything. this week? Because yeah. number one, everything was paid for. And it was amazing just how we got to really experiencing heaven on earth because we got to say yes, Everybody was happy all week long. It was beautiful. It was, it was a great time. Yeah. But we were people of our word, and that's what you're talking about. If God said it, you can count on it. And, but let me tell you this. In order for your faith to work, we need a couple of things. We not only need faith, but we need patience. You know, we live in a microwave generation here, that, and God's a crockpot God. You know, he, he, he slow cooks things. And sometimes if, if well, we don't see it. Well, he lives beyond it, time. He's not regulated right. to our time. And if we don't see it, though, you know, automatically, it's like, God, what happened? Hold mm -hmm. on. What Here. happened? What happened? <laughs> told Dominican we knew, there. Yeah, we knew a guy in the Dominican. He said that. What happened? <laughs> all the time. Anyway, so Hebrews 13.8. Think about this, though. If you ever doubt God or if you ever wonder, hey, you know, some of these things were for then, but maybe that's not for today. Consider these scriptures. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3, 6, God said, for I am the Lord, I do not change. And look at this one. Uh, Psalm 89, 34 says, my covenant I will not break nor alter the word that is gone from my lips. Man, God, and that's number six, never changes. That's right. He never changes. I have um, a little write-up that I did. It's in another one of my books that I almost brought out today, but I didn't, but it said, God is always dot, dot, dot. He's always faithful. He's always holy. He's always there. He's always present yeah. with us and in in, in, you can always count on him. And he always, he's, he's, he's always um, uh, true to his word. He's not, you already read that scripture. He's not a man. He's not like us that, that, that he lies or that he, that he shorts the truth or that he whatever kind of makes it work out for him. No, he always, his word, his word is in writing. Yeah. If you want to know what God says about something, it's right here. You don't have to, to look elsewhere. And if, it's, and, and, and if you can't find it, pray and ask him to show it to you and he will reveal his perfect plan for your life yeah. through his word. I think in this season with you know, everything that we're going through, these trying times that you know, the nation's walking through right now, a lot of people are resetting uh, their life. They pause, I mean, it's a mandatory pause. You know, it's like a, a forced vacation. But now is an opportunity to reset. I think some people are realizing, well, I didn't have uh, a savings before, so you know now I now I see the need that I need to start a savings, you know, or I so didn't. So start it today, even in the midst of all this. Start a savings today. Right, right. But here's the thing: in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, God said, "For I know the plans that I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope." And so God has a plan. But my question today is, do you 
have God in your plans. Right. He's got a plan for you, but do you have him in your plans? Meaning, he's got a future for you. Is God in your future? Yeah. That that's that's, so that, that's where that's where we come in. Yeah. That's that you know, we have to hook up with him. Yeah, he's our, he, my future is already planned out and it's amazing. But if I don't put God in my future, I miss out. Right. Right. So so but we have to put faith in his plan. I'll tell you the best thing that happened in my life was when I surrendered my plans to God's plans. Yeah. You know, we all like that. Oh man, I mean, life <laughs> life completely changed. Everything got better. First Corinthians two five says this: that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we're not supposed to have our faith in in what we know, what we understand, what we think that we can come up with. Really, we're supposed to turn to God. I mean, Proverbs three five says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding." Why would we put a ceiling on God's creativity? By our, by our limited understanding. Oh my word, we're so limited. Now, we can, we can gain in knowledge and we can gain in, in wisdom and, and all of that stuff, but oh my word, He is so far beyond. So don't, yeah. don't limit God to what you know. Right. He knows way more than we do. But Phil, it seems impossible, or Nicole, it seems impossible. Well, Jesus said, God. with man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Man, think about that. That just opens up a whole new world, doesn't it? Number, and so that brings me to number eight. I feel like breaking out into song, but I, I, I want to. <laughs> we don't want to overload everything. A whole new world. <laughs> number eight, God <laughs> takes impossible and he makes it possible. Mm -hmm. He makes it possible. We could not make this stuff up. The things that we've lived through in our life, if, we, if we've sat down, we would still be trying to figure out where in the world, how is this going to happen? You talked about reset a couple minutes ago. We have reset how many times? How many times? How many times? Have we reset we in our lives? We have reset a bunch. Um, you said we've been married <laughs> 27 years, and oh my word, like, we've reset okay, about so like 26 10, times. 26 times. But look where we are. Look where God yeah. has us. And if we weren't willing, if we wouldn't have been willing to reset, we wouldn't be here right now. No. Be willing to reset. There are time and time again, Abraham reset, Ruth reset, Esther reset, um, Joshua reset, yeah. David reset yeah. multiple times. Yeah, um, Paul. Paul had to reset. Major reset. There was so much reset going on in the Word of God. So is this new? No, mm -hmm. just roll with it, baby, and reset. Yeah, come on, come on, baby. So Mark eleven twenty two, <laughs> Jesus said this. He said to his disciples, have faith in God. You know, sometimes you just need to say to yourself, you know what, God, I don't understand everything. I don't know what you're trying to do or what's, what, how this thing's going to turn out, but I have faith in you. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to share one last thing and then, then we're going to close because our father is such a good, good father. We, we had this friend in Austin. Um, I remember this young woman that had she had picked up a book. We were going through, as a church, we were going through a book on forgiveness. And so she read this book and it impacted her life. It was by Rick Renner's wife, I remember. Denise Renner, it's about this big. It's called The Gift of Forgiveness. And when she read this book, um, she, she didn't have a good, good natural father. I mean, her father was an alcoholic and he abused their family, raped, you know, there was rape and there was all kinds of terrible things that had happened. 
And she could not forgive her father. She had a very difficult time forgiving her father. And I remember when she had read that book and she came to us with tears in her eyes and she said, I realize now that I need to forgive my father because she realized that her forgiveness was even based on how she forgave. Right. And, and so she said, I, I, I'm going to forgive my father. Well, she went to her father, who now was now physically having a lot of major issues. He was at the end his of life. his life. He was at the end of his life. He was on hospice. And she went to her father and she said, Dad, I want you to know that I forgive you. That I forgive you. Forgiveness is a choice. It's it not righting their wrong. You have nothing to do with that. But it is setting you free. Yeah. And it is freeing that person. And so, yeah. And so when she, so when she did that, she said, I was able to pray with my father to receive Jesus. And when she did, you know, weeks later, he met him face to face. You know, but my point is this. There may be somebody in your life that right now you need to forgive. You need to release them. You need to ask God to forgive yeah. you, you know, in that. Maybe you had that kind of father. Maybe you had a father that abandoned you when you were young or he was abusive or he, he was an alcoholic or he did things that were terrible. Or maybe you are that father. And you are that father. Who you've like, you're taught, you're, you've read my book all morning. God can forgive anything. Jesus came to forgive every sin. He doesn't care about your past. He's only interested in your in your now and your future. Yeah. And he's got good, good plans for you. So I want to pray for you. If that's you, you know, you were, you were either hurt by that person, that father. And so it's hard for you to have a concept of a good, good father. And you need God to restore that in your life. Or you're the father that did the hurting. And you're asking, you're saying now, God, I, I need you to forgive me. I need you to release, you know, to create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, oh God. We want to pray for you right now. Would you bow your heads just right where you're at? And you say, Phil, that's me. Then I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you that you took every sin. Thank you that you took every sin. Every sickness, disease, and infirmity. Every sickness, disease, and infirmity. On your body, on the cross, when you died for me. On your body, on the cross, when you died for me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. And in turn. And in turn. I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. That person that hurt me. That person who hurt me. I choose to, to release them. I choose to release them. And I thank you, God. And I thank you for God, forgiving me, for forgiving me, for harboring unforgiveness in for my heart, harboring unforgiveness in my heart. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, I invite you in. Jesus, I invite you in. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit in me. And renew a right spirit in me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to do something. Would you go to our website, visionnwa.com? Would you go to the contact page and send us a note to say, yeah, I prayed? Or would you, uh, would you message us online on Facebook or on Instagram? And let us know what God has done in your life. Just say, hey, Phil, I, we're not going to tell anybody 
Okay, that's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this, though, is that whenever Jesus healed someone, he asked them to go to the priest and to share the testimony with the priest. And I'm just asking you to share the testimony with us. Let us know what God did. Man, this has been amazing this morning. I want to end with this scripture, Romans 8, 28, with yeah. everything we're, we're walking through. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Yeah. God's got nothing but good for you. Yeah, yeah, your best days are right in front of you. We love you, Vision. Hey, have a great Sunday. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Vision Church. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give.